If you've been following me for a while now, or if you are brand new to listening to this podcast, I want to invite you, if you're ready to unleash your irresistible radiance and reclaim your body confidence to turn on your life into a life of luxurious pleasure, then please join me. Coming soon, February 2024, we're going to be launching Get Your Sexy Back program again. It was so good last fall. I enjoyed running it with two amazing cohorts. And together, we are going to rediscover your sensual power. We're going to start cultivating unbreakable confidence in the bedroom and out. And you are going to learn how to experience passionate fulfillment, reclaiming your everyday pleasure, passion, and joy, creating a life that's fueled by your desires and empowered by your newfound radiance. Again, in the bedroom and out, we're going to be playing with all things in the Get Your Sexy Back program. Join me and embark on an eight-week odyssey of sensual revival and watch as your inner fire rekindles, leaving you feeling empowered, confident, and exuding magnetic allure in the bedroom and out. Join me. We start in February 2024. Early bird is on until February 14th, and the cart closes on February 20th. It is regular 444, and until February 14th, it's 333. If you're listening to this now, do not wait. Do not be the one kicking yourself when cart closes or we've already started the program. Get in here now. You're going to love this program. Get your sexy back program. Check out the show notes and join us. Save your spot. You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I have a dear friend here with me from years ago that I'm so excited to dive in with to all things sexuality, trauma, and limitations, and you name it. I have uh, Lacey Nagger Ammerman here with me, who is a confidence and certified body image coach. Welcome, Lacey. Hey, Kim. Thanks so much for having me. You're so, so welcome. So first, give us a little rundown. What does a confidence and certified body image coach do? Yeah. Well, I specifically work with female entrepreneurs and I'm very passionate about helping them show up both in their business and in their relationships. And the confidence and body image piece, kind of the uniqueness of my work is the showing up piece, right? Like when I first started my business, I could not show up in pictures or on video. I was so afraid of getting mean comments and people leaving like judgmental things or telling me I was stupid. And so Obviously, I made zero dollars in the beginning of my business uh, for years. And similarly, I also love working with this population in relationships because it's the same kind of thing of showing up for those dates and going out and putting yourself out there and being seen. Um, Also very hard for me in my life because of a chronic health condition, which I would now call a disability. So I'm just very passionate about helping women show up. And for me... And my clients, a lot of that has to do with that sort of foundational confidence and body image work to even be able to like start showing up and be seen and put ourselves out there. Yeah, I could not agree more. 
feeling safe enough to be seen and feeling safe enough to show up in a way that's like, hey, this is me. If you don't like it, like, fuck off. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. really showing up in that energy it is not easy for, for so many women. Yeah. Do you want to give a little bit more background on how you got into this and your whole kind of story? However yeah. much you want to share. <laughs> of course. So um, I think I just gave like the really quick version of it. But yeah, yeah. I was um, diagnosed with a chronic progressive muscle disorder when I was 12. And which was also the time that I was like going through puberty. Like I literally remember starting my period when I was 12, like a few months after this diagnosis happened. And it was like the coupling of both of them that just led me to hating my body for decades. And I didn't really realize it until I, one, was trying to date and like meet my person. And then a little bit later, like starting my business. And it was such a slap in the face to be like, oh, I actually feel pretty confident until I have to like show up and be seen in front of people I don't know or like I'm not comfortable with or potentially like thousands of people on the internet who are strangers. And um, I mean, same thing with dating, right? Hundreds of first dates I've been on. So like the anxiety was always there too. Um, and I just always had just such a hard time because even when I, in person, I would hear the whispers that people would say, oh, I must be, you know, anorexic. I have an eating disorder. Like I'm so skinny. There's obviously something wrong with me where like, I already felt like there was something wrong with me from the time I was 12. I didn't really need like people to like make it worse and be like saying things around me. So I just think like all of that kind of compounded into just not trusting my body, not not definitely not loving it, barely even liking it. And I always like the disability piece that just always felt like it was letting me down, right? Like there were literally things I could not do. And so it was so frustrating to like be in the world where you can't access things and do certain things and just adds another layer to like the body stuff, which I think is so mm -hmm. important and not talked a lot about in coaching at all, but definitely in like certain spaces as well. Yeah. And, and I feel that and hear that in almost every single woman. Now you have another layer, right? This other layer of even deeper disability, but there's so many women that are afraid to show up and be seen and are afraid to, you know, even go there and, and show up in that way. And then we wanted to talk about, you know, the limitations and how that shows up in sexuality and how it probably, I'm guessing, because I want to hear what you have to say, shows up as more trauma, mm -hmm. which means less pleasure, which means less sensation, which means less of you willing to be showing up in that way in the bedroom or out. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Do you want to dive into that a little bit of, of what happened for you there? Yeah. I mean, I think what comes to mind is like a total body disconnection, which you and I were talking about earlier in a little bit of a different way. But like, yeah, I think you just completely disconnect from your body. And what comes up for me when I first started doing trauma work was I was like, but how do you go into your body when you don't feel comfortable in your body, right? Like women mm -hmm. who are victims of like sexual assault and sexual trauma probably feel exactly the same, but for a little bit of a different reason. But it's like your body just like feels foreign to you and it doesn't feel safe. And you're like, I don't, I can't even like be here. How am I supposed to do this work and like feel confident and feel good, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's a really big key point that I work with each of my clients in this area of we have to cultivate that safety first. We have to get some degree of nervous system regulation going so that we can find safety within our body. Even if it's one little wee inch, one inch, just a little piece, where can you feel safety? And from there, 
we can grow it and we can grow it and we can bring in the grief and the rage and the shame and we can alchemize it. We can actually learn how to alchemize it and, and move through it. And eventually this little wee piece becomes bigger and bigger and bigger where there's more safety. But it totally makes sense because same for me, I wasn't able to access safety in my body when I started this work. I was like, what are you talking about? I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, even when people would say, what does pussy want? I was like, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? I was stuck in my head. I was constantly going through my head from trauma and from disconnection in a very similar way that you would have been as well. And yeah, this disconnection is real and it leaves us stuck in our head, leaves us thinking something's wrong with us, leave us, leaves us thinking or doubting and doubting who we are, what we're doing, how we're showing up. And again, that doesn't feel safe. So it's creating more unsafety, right? Which is more disconnection, which means less pleasure, which means less sensation, which means less connection and relationship. It means all of these things, not being yourself in your business, not showing up and going for the jobs you want, not even applying for the jobs you want. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's across the board. It's showing up in everything you do, mm-hmm. everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's that confidence piece, right? It's like, it just undermines everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I shared on, on when I joined you on your show too, it's not just like this confidence. I used to talk about, I had this confidence, but it was fake confidence. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really truly embodied me showing up every day going, yeah, I feel good. And I don't care if anybody thinks differently. Like this is me and I'm going to say what I want and I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to wear what I want not to offend people per se, but just to be me versus, yeah. oh, what do you think this looks? How does this look? Should I do this or should I do this? Should I eat this or should I eat this? Or, you know, there's so many ways and that's just out of the bedroom and then it becomes in the bedroom too, right? Yeah. And it's all connected. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the piece. Like, I'm curious for you, but I remember for me, one of the tools and I still do it every day that was like most helpful was swamping, which is a Mama Gina tool Mm -hmm. to really access your grief and your anger and your rage because I just had been putting it down for like decades. And I think it's Mm -hmm. one like has been one of the most transformational and regulating things for me. I'm curious, like if you have a tool like that, that was like helped you kind of shift at one point. Absolutely. I worked with Mama Gina for three years straight. So I did two experiences and two masteries and a creation um, and continue to do other work in between. And that is where I learned the first day in 2017 where I showed up there and we were swamping, which is again, you're putting on music to feel your rage and anger. And then you're putting on music to feel your grief. And then at the end, we're sealing it up with some turn on and coming back home in our body, creating that safety. In the beginning, I was like, what is happening? And then I could access some grief and then I'd bounce out for like 10 seconds. And I'd be like, what is going on around me? Like it was so hard because I was so conscious of everybody else around me and so conscious of how I looked because I cared so badly how I looked and how I was being seen that I actually couldn't drop in in the beginning. So it took some some time of going through some deep dives and con- like, I think I went to New York like nine times in two years for a full four-day weekend immersives, right? And then even in, in Mexico, we did a full week. And that swamping tool I teach to all my clients because we need to learn how to feel our sacred rage and our grief and our turn on. Like that is where we can literally reconnect to pussy, to oracle and between our thighs, right? To our pelvic bowl and reconnect to our higher self, our higher truth. And it's like, no, 
I got this. And the more we can turn that on, like I was talking about that little inch before, if we can start with an inch, then we can start to grow it and grow it and grow it. So that tool is such a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. It's such a powerful tool. We have to be able to feel empowered and safe in our body. Yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as well. When we hit Mexico, we actually did seven, eight hours of swamping straight. Wow. I don't think I could do that. There was a a lunch break. It was intense. Um, In the beginning, other people's rage would actually trigger us, not just me alone, like anybody who was new to the work, because Mama Gina had been working for years at that point. So some people had come for years already. And if somebody hit like a deep grief and rage, sometimes we'd be like, oh, that's scary. You're not supposed to look like that. Like there's so much conditioning built in, right? But eventually it got to the point where, oh, I can drop in and I can let her rip. I just need to feel that the community around me at that moment is safe or nobody's home if I have to, or I'm teaching with a group where I am safe or if I miss sister goddesses where we can do it. Such a powerful tool because we have to feel our emotions, right? Mama Gina says, and I say this all the time, we can't feel the high, pleasurable, ecstasy, joy, emotions if we don't feel the I'm going to use darker for lack of a better word. She likes to actually put it on a keyboard. We've got middle C and so many of us are playing middle C and all the fun and joy we want is up at the top of the keyboard and piano and all the rage and the anger and so forth is down at the bottom. And we have to like move away from middle C to start feeling what we feel. And when we do so, we come alive. We actually start playing all of the different keys. And that is where we literally become alive and start living in a full spectrum life. And that is what feels so, so freeing. I think it's what every single soul on this planet desires to be who they are and to show up unapologetically in who they are. Yeah. And when we can release that like shame around any of that too, it's just so important for that to be able to show up. Yep. And then even with my Layla work as well, we would use sacred sexuality and tap into the turn on, tap into the sacred pleasure and feel the pleasure, but then also find the rage, also find the grief and also start to feel them circulate in our body at once. Cause it's almost like the pleasure will start to alchemize the rage and the grief. And you can notice that they can actually coexist together at once. So there's no more, I'm angry, I'm depressed, I'm sad, and I have to stay here. We can actually just titrate between the two and have a joyful, great life and then have a moment where we're really fucking angry. Yeah. And we can we can fluctuate between them instead of living in one or the other. And yeah. it's quite beautiful to integrate that in our bodies. And as female identifying humans, we're gonna have to go into a little bit more on limitations. But there's also we are holding our more sexual trauma in our more sexual areas as women. So our vulva, our vagina, our lower belly, our breasts, our throat is holding all of our trauma of all of our last lifetimes, even possibly past lifetimes, right? Our mothers, our grandmothers, things have been felt in womb and so forth all the way back. And when we're carrying that, it's it's shutting us down. It's numbing us out. But I do want to dive into, and so basically through sacred sexuality, work, I'm going to say to finish this there, we can actually start to, again, alchemize these emotions and these feelings with our pleasure and create that safety so we can do what we want to do in this world, have the relationships we want to have, go after the careers we want to have, be who we are. Yeah. 
total side rant. I did not expect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> let's let's dive in to um, how's the the intersection of sexuality, trauma, and limitations. Like, what have you come up against? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, thanks for asking. So, one thing that I just feel like I'm trying to share everywhere because I feel like it's really important is for people with different abilities to kind of be included in practices, in meditations, in things that are um, more body focused. You know, sometimes people will say like, oh, like let's, this activity is done, you like stand up. And it's like, well, if someone's in a wheelchair, they may not be able to do that, you know, like, so like little like modifications, like that you can put into practices or again, meditations. I just think like, I always notice when it feels, cause then I'm like, oh shoot, is this not going to work for me? Because I can't do that because it, they don't give like other options, you know, like you know, when you go to a yoga class and they always give you modifications for poses, right? Like they're like, oh, like you can do it this way. You can do it that way. Like I would love to see more of that kind of inclusion and not making one better than the other either, because I think that's also a thing that comes up. Yeah. That's such a good point. And some of my trainings, with more probably aware, right? We're, we're conscious and more aware of that with Layla definitely included that always, and this is what I work with my clients is always trusting your body. Mm-hmm. And I did this when I did my practices and certifications, we had to do, I don't know, it was like 20 hours a week worth of work pretty well in my certification for an entire year, plus, 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 then we went into more, but we're doing practices every week, three times a week each on our own and a one time live and another time with two teachers, right? So there was about five practices a week and it was always stressed that no matter what I say, you're invited to trust your body. You're invited to do what feels best for your body. And she'd say, you know, we're going to start this one sitting and I'd be like, my body doesn't want to sit right now. So I'd lay down, right? So that was always pushed and I loved that part where it was like, okay, I do want to stand. And actually she's saying sit like or lay down. It didn't matter. I've always and felt very safe, at least in those containers, and I've done live workshops and retreats with her as well, to do what I wanted to do, to do what yeah. my body needed. Because no matter what, my body is different than your body, mm-hmm. right? Whether we're talking disabilities or not, my body mm-hmm. is different. And what's good for me might not be what's good for you. So that sovereignty to decide what is best for you, I think is so important, so important. Yeah. And I think it really makes people with any kind of abilities, limitations, injuries, just that their body's not feeling good that day, like feel seen and accepted. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like as someone in a marginalized population of people with disabilities, a lot of times we feel invisible and like that's mm-hmm. we're not actually being seen. So I just, you know, I think the coaching space is so beautiful. I love it. I think this work is amazing and I love to see the inclusivity of it. So that's just kind of something I always kind of advocate for. It's like, let's just make sure we're talking about people with diff- two people with different abil- abilities too and everything that yeah. we're teaching or talking about. Absolutely. I've also come across, and I did it myself as well, like doing breast massage. I don't want to be laying down during breast massage because my breasts are a little larger. And I've heard this from other clients as well, where you actually can't massage flat-handed around larger breasts if you're laying down because you need your elbows to go backwards more. So like sitting up, standing up, doing one at a time, like there's so many ways that we can modify this. And that part's really, really important to, yeah, it's not a one shoot, one size fits all. We get to modify everything we do. I'm curious to know any other ways that you've come across limitations where people aren't honoring the options of limitations. 
Anything else other than sitting up, laying down? Um, I always, so I know that you do, I know that you have a jade egg program. So I'd be curious about this. I've had, um, other jade egg programs that I've listened to. And sometimes in those two, they talk about certain positions like a bridge pose or like things that you like want to be doing right with like while you're doing the practice. And I'm always like, huh, like, is there another way to do this? Cause like, I can't do that, you know? So uh, yeah, yeah, that hurts my back too, right? That hurts my back. Except I did find that on a hard floor on yoga mat, it doesn't hurt my back, but on a bed, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And that's always the invitation in my work is, is to take whatever pieces you like and change it to fit and work with you. That one's really, really important. Yeah, Really important. And I noticed on the form when you were filling out too, you said, you know, body discomfort or not being able to physically do things during sex or even sexual practices sexual practices we just touched on, but even sex, I would invite people also to open the window of what they consider sex. Sex is generally considered penetration of some sort, but that is not always the case. There's so much more. I want to open that window to like, hello, Um, there can be so much more that can be brought in and, and qualified or quantified as sex. And it doesn't have to be penetration, which again, opens that window. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a whole like podcast. I'd love you to do separately by the way. <laughs> okay, I feel like there's do so it. many women that I talk to that have disabilities that have chronic limitations and a lot of the self-doubt and like confidence pieces come up in the bedroom. Right. So like, how can mm-hmm. we be talking about exactly what you're talking about? Like, it doesn't have to look one way. It's okay. If mm-hmm. you can't do this thing, right. You can do other things like I just think that's so important to be sharing in the in the world and in this space. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It, you have a big Facebook group as well. What about taking a poll and seeing what are their limitations and making mm-hmm. lists? And then we do a podcast on them. Let's do yeah, it. Because I'd love to speak to them all. Whatever they come up with, let's do it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could get creative, you and I probably. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hear a little bit more about, you know, what you love to do with your clients and and who you kind of love to work with, who's your ideal client, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I I love to work with women who are having really any kind of confidence issues to show up either in their business or relationships. I have a special place in my heart for women who have disabilities or chronic illness because I think it affects the way that we show up, like we said, a different layer of it. Um, it could be energy-wise. It could be the hours that we have to do something in a day. It could be the way that we have to kind of change something to fit our abilities. Or, you know, there's just so many different things that come up around that that tend to keep us stuck a lot longer than other people, right? Who may not have those same issues. But it's really those pieces around how can we dig deep and figure out so both of my coaching for relationship and business, we have a three-part strategy. It's confidence, content, which is all the strategies, and then consistency. And for both of those, like the confidence piece is usually what affects the other two pieces. And so, and the body image is part of that work for a lot of a lot of women and a lot of my clients. But it's like, how do we even get that kind of feeling confident enough? I don't even want to say like 100% confident because I don't think that's a thing feeling confident enough to show up enough to get the things that we want, right? Whether that's your $8,000 months in business, your yummy, sexy partnership, like whatever that is, like 
how do we build those foundational pieces to be able to show up as who we are and ask for what we need and communicate and like be who we are really in the world and not this mask mm. of us or who we think we're supposed to be. Yeah, that mask and who we sp- who we think we're supposed to be, it goes deep. Like it goes really deep. I haven't met a human unless they've done their work that isn't showing up with masks and pretending or showing up who they think they're supposed to be. Have you? Have you met anybody who hasn't done no, their work? And who's I would okay say like, that way? I feel like I'm fairly confident most of the time and I probably still show up like that in certain situations or with certain people, sure. right? Yeah. Absolutely. There's certain people where it's like, yeah, it's not safe right now for me to show up in my 100% self. And that's okay. I'm not going to hang out with these people long, get, get in, get out. I'll be myself kind of fully after. I don't hide all the way, but there's still some instances where it's like, yeah, they're not ready for that. And I don't feel like having that conversation right now because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't feel like defending myself or I don't feel mm-hmm. like even going there or having a, a confrontation per se, because they're just, again, not ready for it. But for the most part, and then there's fear, right? There's fear that's going to, you know, even our brain going, oof, are you going to do that? Are you sure you're ready for that? Because our old conditioning and patterning is still going to constantly show up. It doesn't go away. It just gets handled differently, integrated differently, but it's still there. That's still little pieces are there. Yeah. Anything else that you want to touch on in this podcast around sexuality, trauma, limitations, anything else feeling near and dear to your heart? I don't think so. I just, um, I love having the conversations wherever I can, the inclusivity conversations, the importance of confidence. excuse me, in body image work. And also knowing that like sexuality and trauma work is often a part of that body image and confidence work because it's just so deep, just so So we can show up in the world, right? In whatever way we want, so we can show up. Yeah. Let's do a little breakdown quickly on on breaking that down and showing them how it is linked. We just kind of did it on your podcast as well, but how you're feeling in your body is affecting how you're showing up in the bedroom and out, how you're showing up to the world. And my brain just did a perimenopause blurb, so I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, but it's so connected. Yeah. So um, I kind of would see it as like sexuality, trauma work, and body image work kind of all in a line, and they're all sort of equal in different pieces that you like, different pieces of the work that you're doing so that you can feel more connected with your body, which is going to help you feel more confident and show up. So like if those three things are in a line at the top, they kind of all point to confidence, right? Like it's like they're yeah. all sort of, yeah. Yeah. And I see it like a spiral. A lot of the work that I do, I'm sure you do as well. Is It's like a spiral going down deeper into core self, the more yeah. empowerment, the more confidence, the more pleasure, the more nervous system regulation, the more sacred sexuality. It's like this spiral and we just keep deepening on each of those elements deeper and deeper and deeper. And ultimately we're just getting like deeper and more confident and more who we are and more standing in our truth um, and showing up that way. And when we show up that way, we also then are attracting what we desire into our life, mm-hmm. actually attracting what we're de- we desire, not why am I, you know, attracting these men or why am I attracting these jobs or why do I have these friends? And we start, you know, really fine tuning what serves us and creating the life that does serve us yeah. in all the faucet facets. Yeah. Yeah. Not the water faucets, the facets. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, perimenopause brain is such a freaking thing. Um, 
I'm on my uh, second set of no period for four months. The other one was like a year and a half ago. I'm like, ooh, I'm almost there. And then I get a period. So at the moment, I'm like, I don't know, 120 days-ish right now. So I'm like, come on, are we going to keep going? Like eight more months and I'm there. But the brain is just, it's like pregnancy brain where it's like there and it's gone and it's there and it's gone. Um, Just kind of play with it. Name it when it shows up. (laughs) Exactly. Anything else that you want to share? Any last minute thoughts that are coming up? And then we're going to dive in and share where people can find you. But anything else before that? I don't think so. Um, That feels good. Okay, awesome. Well, then please share where people can find you and all the things you got going on right now. Yeah, of course. So um, the best way to work with me right now is in my one-on-one container. It's a six-month container. Um, There's a separate container right now for business or relationships, but I have a very special program coming mid-year that's going to be everything, and I'm very excited about it, but we won't talk about that too much right now. I'll just tease you with it. So reach out to me. You can find me on IG at Graceful Rising Coaching on IG. And then my website is confidenceandmagic.com. No spaces, confidenceandmagic.com. You can also find me there. Reach out to me there. Yeah, if you have any challenges with showing up in your business or relationships, if you are feeling like that is the thing that's keeping you from getting what you want, I'm probably your lady. So come find me. Mm, yummy thank you we'll drop all your links in the show notes thank you so much for coming on and having these really important conversations i really appreciate it and i can't wait to dive deeper and see what other limitations some ladies are going to share and let's see how we can help them out and modify things for them i love it yay thank you for having me you do you're so so welcome till next time everyone I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group. Let's get your sexy back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you.